Welcome to NFL Live. We have action all around the NFL. We're going camp pass style to all the best press conferences around the league. No from Zoom, Lamar no. Jackson for the Doesn't first time in the OTAs. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Bryce Young, Kyle Shanahan, who's speaking on their quarterback situation. Plus, Mike McDaniel talking to us. How is that for a lineup? Welcome into NFL Live. I'm Field Gate. To see our crew right here, left, right, Herm Edwards, Keyshawn Johnson, and Jeff Darlington with all kinds of great perspective. Let's not waste any time and get right to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is back in the Charm City at OTAs. He signed a massive new deal with the Ravens this offseason. Not only is that in terms of change, but they have a new coordinator, plus a bunch of new wide receivers. Both Harbaugh, his head John Harbaugh and Lamar spoke earlier today. We look good, okay, but uh, you know, we're just working back with all the guys and, and I'm excited. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's here, of course, you know, but I knew he was going to come in sometime right around now and uh, for him to be here is great uh, he was into it into the meetings he was he was uh lock, locked in you know the last two days been completely locked in and you know he's getting getting back with the guys and everything so so it's a good thing new offense is smooth um more verbiage um than usual um i like it I'm, I'm loving it so far coach giving us the keys to the offense really just being able to throw the ball down the field running can only take you so far you know and i feel like with, with this new era of uh teams and offenses in the league. I feel like we need that in Coach Todd Munkin. What I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. All right, so Jeff, we'll start with you. There's the new contract for Lamar, the new <laughs> receivers, including Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers, the new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin. How much urgency is there right now in Baltimore? Well, there is urgency, and it's an interesting transition point field for the Baltimore Ravens. Last season, the pressure felt like it was on the Ravens to surround Lamar Jackson with talent, to make him happy to make sure that he had what it took to, su to succeed. Now, all of a sudden, we've crossed this bridge where Lamar now has the money. We have a new offensive coordinator. We have new weapons drafted in Zay Flowers and added in free agency with Odell Beckham Jr., among others. So now, all of a sudden, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm not saying this from a, a sense of cynicism. The pressure is on Lamar Jackson. He is now the full, fully paid uh, face of the franchise. Do we believe that Lamar Jackson is able to handle that pressure? Surely he's shown to be able to do so in the past. But right now in Baltimore, yes, there is pressure. And that pressure right now falling squarely on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson. You know, you know, Jeff, you're 100% right. There is pressure on Lamar Jackson. But there was pressure on Lamar Jackson when he came from Louisville, when he was drafted with the last pick of the first sure. round to show everybody he can play the quarterback position at a very high level. What did he do? He went out there and won the MVP a couple years in as a full-time starter. Right. Now there's a different type of pressure on him. Now it's the pressure of taking it to the next level. We all talked about the receivers in, in Baltimore. They were not very good at a point in time. Now he's fully loaded with an arsenal. We talked about the stale offense that they ran. Run, run, run. Even running counter runs on third and five with a quarterback. That's gone. Ty Muckin's in now to run a high-octane passing offense. And you can hear it in Lamar's voice. He's extremely excited about the opportunity to throw the football to Nelson Aguilar and Zay Flowers and OBJ in, in, in DuVernay along with Bateman. This is going to be an offense I see similar to what they did at Louisville when he was there and he won the Heisman Trophy. Hmm. Key makes a good point, and, and Jeff as well. And, and I will say this, Lamar Jackson now all of a sudden is going to be asked to do some things from the pocket, whereas before his athleticism made him leave the pocket at times and not sit in there. But now he talked about the verbiage. He's going to have some checks. He's going to have certain things he's going to have to do to get the ball out of his hand. If he sees this coverage, check it to this. 
It's passing first before he runs. This is going to be fun to watch him all of a sudden develop as this quarterback. We know he's a tremendous athlete. He can run. He can make the unannounced play. But now he's going to play from the pocket like we see so many quarterbacks do in our league that are successful. Not saying he won't run, but he has enough people around him where he doesn't have to feel like I got to make all the plays with my leg. He can actually make a lot of plays with his arm. All right, so Key, I think we all agree that Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. is going to see a new offense in Baltimore this year. But given the fact that he's perhaps the best running quarterback ever, is there like a fine line you have to make sure you don't cross? Like, you don't want to change the offense too much, do you? Oh, no, you're going to change it. You're going to change it to protect your quarterback because you just gave him, what was it, 260, 180 yeah, right. plus yeah, million dollars of money. fully guaranteed money. So at the end of the day, you're going to do things that's going to evolve this offense. They realize, just like you heard Lamar say, this is a different time and era. In this league now, they like to push the ball down the field. You've got to utilize that. He can only take you so far running the football. I can't have Mark Andrews line up at the quarterback, put my star quarterback <laughs> at running back on third and five and toss him the football. Mm. I can't do that. It was kind of cool trying the to first get the, time, You're though. trying to get the dude kilt, K-I-L-T. Yeah. Oh, Herm, look at you at the last word there. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Know this, you know, Lamar Jackson has not finished two seasons, and I'm not saying he hadn't finished it because he left the pocket running. But if Lamar Jackson wants a long career, all young quarterbacks with athleticism they run early in their life. Yeah. But when they get older, they learn to play from the pocket. That okay. preserves them. So playing from the pocket is important for Lamar Jackson. Let's go from Baltimore all the way out to the Bay Area. Uh, where the 49ers have a unique quarterback situation. It involves three men, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and Trey Lance. Not too long ago, the 49ers traded three first-round picks to move up to get Trey Lance, and all he wants is a chance to compete. Uh, my opportunity is just to come in to compete, and that's all I wanted. Um, so for me, I don't want to take anything away from Brock, and no one should be able to take anything away from Brock. Uh, he did what he did last year, and he deserves all the credit in the world for it. Uh, like I said, for me, I just wanted an opportunity to compete. Arm is feeling good. Um, so to say I'm going to be ready by this time or this time, I just, you know, we're not trying to label any kind of timeline like that. For sure, though, like that's a that's a goal, right? To um, you want to be ready for, you know, the season. And um, if that's the case, great. But um, like I said, we're just taking it one day at a time and don't want to say anything that you know we regret down the road. Oh, and I don't want to compare it to other years, but I mean, we got three guys. We got two guys who talented enough to be taken in the top five of the draft and we have another guy who um, played like it last year all right so key it sure sounds like mm. Kyle Shanahan is assuming that Brock Purdy is going to be his starting quarterback maybe as soon as week one but again I can't sort of quit the idea that three first round picks and the third overall draft pick just a couple of years ago should the 49ers be giving Trey Lance more of a shot to become the starter I think Trey Lance in, in my opinion opening day he will be the opening day starter that's just my opinion i understand that you <coughs> take something from kyle shanahan and what he said at a press conference but just like you said babyface they don't take that type of draft capital go up to get a guy to just make him disappear no matter how much we like brock purdy on the first uh, uh seven or eight games in his career they just don't do it that's just not what they do in the that's national football league to blow it and blow it away. Now, look, we haven't seen Trey Lance. We saw him against Chicago in the rain. It didn't look great. So everybody automatically assumes that he has lost his starting job to Brock Purdy. I'm not going to assume that. I'm not going to assume it at all because I've seen it 
too many times in the National Football League, both covering it and playing in it, where it goes a different way than what you expect. Kyle Shanahan, to me, Key, is the last person in the world who is going to use draft status to decide the quarterback Fair. position. It's just not how he's wired. He's, he's too cold, honestly. He's an assassin when it comes <laughs> to these types of decisions. And I just think that he looked at what Brock Purdy did at the end of the last season, and he felt like Brock Purdy earned that starting job even before the season had ended. Now, I will say this. We can talk about whether we are to assume Brock Purdy will be the starter without a competition. There will be competition. You can't tell me if Trey Lance doesn't go into training camp and lights it up and the light switches for him. If it flips for him, he will absolutely be competing for that starting job. I, I will also say this. We have not seen Trey Lance all that much, but Kyle Shanahan has. Fair. He has seen all of these guys, aside fair. from Sam Darnold, more than no, any fair. of us. I feel no, like he has the best evaluation right now. But to your point, if Trey Lance comes into camp and shows up, he could get that job. That's fair. Look, they, they, they've got to go into it with, with this mindset. I think if you're Coach Shanahan, um, he's the head ball coach. The team right now, they're following Purdy, right, mm. because of what he was able to do last year. But everyone knows Trey Lance was a draft choice, high pick, a lot of collateral to get him. They've watched him in practice. So Kyle Shanahan sees all this. He knows this. Mm. He's doing the right thing. Purdy has to be your starter right now. Is there a competition? There's always competition. Because the thing we know about the 49ers, when have they ever had a quarterback play every game? <laughs> I mean, this goes Been back to Jimmy Garoppolo, guys. Yeah. There's always, That's... they always get somebody hurt. I mean, this guy was supposed to be the starter and he got hurt. And then yeah. Purdy goes in there. So they bring, now they got mm. Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it never stops. Yeah, it so I think this, I think Purdy starts it off. It'll be competition. And if Trey Lance lights it up, you never know. But the team yeah, right I, now, they're all back in Purdy. Mm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You won seven games. Well, and the players, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, Herm. There's no question about he's. They're not giving him the job. My whole point is, no. they didn't go get him. They didn't go get him to throw him away. They didn't trade up and then decide to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo because Trey Lance couldn't play football. Yeah. They want. They got Trey Lance. Because they saw as far as Jimmy Garoppolo could take him. They were like, okay, we got to upgrade mm. in this situation. That's not lost on me or them at all whatsoever. Yeah. They know that Brock Purdy can only take him so far. They're hoping at the end of the day, Trey Lance can stay healthy. Trey Lance is hoping that because we haven't seen him. But if he does, yeah. you can't tell me that he is not going to be the starting quarterback if he goes in the this, training camp and does yeah. what he's supposed to be. This is going to be fast. Trey, 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 Trey Lance has the ability to make the unannounced yes. play. Yeah. With yeah. Well, absolutely. We'll see. We'll this see. is why they went after him, right? Well, yes. Yeah, as far as we know, we'll but he's such a mystery right now. He's like Jordan Love with like slightly <laughs> more exposure. Uh, last thought on the 49ers is it's May 23rd yesterday when this press conference took place. Kyle Shanahan. Look up, man. You feel so like everybody else is talking like every player is going to be an all-pro. Kyle looks so sad during that press conference. You're allowed to be happy right now. The season will wear <laughs> on you in due time. Uh, before we go, how about this? Uh, Andy Reid, the Chiefs head coach, had a quote yesterday, or earlier today, excuse me, on the recently 
reworked kickoff rule. Quote, my thing is, where does it stop, right? We start taking pieces, and we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away, or you'll be playing flag football. For those that missed it, of course, the new kickoff rule is that if a ball is fielded as a fair catch inside the 20-yard line, it goes right to the 25-yard line. So those pooch kicks are kind of gone by the wayside, Coach. What do you think? Well, obviously, special teams coaches are involved in this a lot. They don't want to see special teams be diminished, and, and it's kind of starting to go that way. I do know this. The rule's kind of interesting. Andy Reid's griping a little bit, but I'm going to tell Andy this. Andy, now all of a sudden, you only got to go 75 yards. The offenses are actually playing on a 75-yard field. Three passes over 30 yards, you're at the plus 45. That's a joke. I, I, it's always I, I, an offensive deal. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that that would be the path that you would go down, Coach Room. You always... <laughs> will be a cornerback at heart. Uh, much more from the Chiefs later on in the show. We are just getting started here on NFL Live. They're on the practice field, and we're going to go talk about their back-to-back -back chances this year. Keith thinks there may be a very specific challenge facing the champs this upcoming season. Plus, Tom Brady sat down with the top quarterbacks in this year's rookie class, the seven-time Super Bowl champion, shared some words of wisdom with the rookie quarterbacks. Going in the second round, Going first overall, in the end, it's not a big deal. I was I was drafted, you know, 199. I just outlasted everybody. There's another me back there. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back. NFL Live is brought to you by Borla. This weekend... Fat Fanatics CEO Michael Rubin hosted a lunch at his home for the top four quarterbacks from this year's NFL draft, along with a familiar face, some guy named Tom Brady, who gave those top quarterbacks some firsthand advice about getting drafted. Right, going in the second round, in the end, that's not real that big of a deal. Going first overall, in the end, it's not a big deal. Right, it's great. You got opportunity. You're probably going to be paid more than anyone for a time period. But I was, I was drafted. You know, 199, I just outlasted everybody. There's another me back there, right? So how do I keep my edge on everybody? Nice. I, had to, I had to keep working. I didn't go, hey, I'm good, right? I won three Super Bowls, uh -huh. I'm good. All right, so, Key, obviously Tom Brady, the greatest underdog story in the history of sports at pick number 199. It is easy in some ways to say it doesn't matter where you get drafted with Brady as a reference point, but you, as the former number one overall pick in the draft, do you think it matters how high you get drafted? It, look, 
what Tom said is true on both ends. And if it matters where you get drafted, and it doesn't matter if you don't get drafted at all, as long as you go in and you kick butt. When you get drafted at a certain level, you're going to get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. That's just the reality of it. So it does matter from that standpoint. I've played with guys that were drafted high. They got those opportunities, and eventually they were gone. I played with guys that didn't get drafted that went on to become just Tom Brady-ish like, just some of the greatest guys that you would ever want to play with. So it matters and it doesn't matter. You got to work no matter where you get drafted. Yeah, Keyshawn makes some great points. Um, I felt that going in when I when I came in the league, I was not drafted. Uh, I came in as a free agent. Um, guys that are drafted are going to get more opportunities than the guys that were not drafted. And the fact that you put a lot into this guy, your organization has decided to draft this player. But at the end, but at the end, it is about this. When you get drafted, and if you're a number one pick, there's more pressure on you than the free agent because mm. you're the number one pick. You got to play good. When you're the free agent, they don't, there's no expectation. <laughs> They have no expectations. And so with that being said, the only expectations were my own and the fact that I was going to be a starter. And that it, it came to fruition. I started as a free agent, right? Never missed a snap, never missed a game. Coach, you know, I would say this, though. For those guys in that room, it should be more of a warning from Tom Brady than perhaps an inspiration because the reminder here to those guys who were picked earlier, with I guess the exception of Will, uh, I, that – there's going to be guys behind them waiting for that opportunity to take their job the way Tom Brady took Drew Bledsoe's job, the way last year Brock Purdy ultimately took the job of Jimmy Garoppolo and, uh, and Trey Lance. So we're now in a situation where we saw it last year with Brock Purdy. You know who would not have attended a Tom Brady inspirational talk last year? Yeah. Brock Purdy. Right. He never would have even made it in the room. Wouldn't have been invited. Sure. So it should be a warning to those guys that there will be someone behind you. If you don't work hard and show up every day, someone is going to take yeah. your job. Feels like in some, basically, that sometimes you, it matters where you're drafted and sometimes it doesn't, Coach. But I want to—I don't want to cut you off, but I do want to take a look back to the 1996 draft because a certain somebody here did get taken first overall. Key. Oh, Boy, yeah. You, you, <laughs> look at him. When you, when you got dressed that day, what is that suit, man? Man, it's 1996. It can fit. It can fit two of you That's in right. it. That's right. Me, me, you, yeah. and Jeff can all fit That's that one suit. of those. That's right. Man, that's that? one of those Zook suits. Yeah, you got a Zook suit on right now. What is that, Key? You still oh, on that God. suit or no? No, no, no. Come on, man. That's fashion. That's fashion, man. That was fashion Key, back I then. I have nothing. I have nothing that I can offer in retort, right? I was. I would never close to drafting. So let's talk about the rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> you were number one overall. Number two overall this year was C.J. Stroud. OTAs are underway in Houston. Of course, not just a new quarterback, but a new head coach. And D'Amico Ryan says he's not going to just hand Stroud the job. He's going to have to battle it out with Davis Mills. Yeah, the process with all our players is to come out and improve and get better each day. When the fall comes, that's when we'll talk about starters and who's the best, who are the best 11 men to go out there to help us win games. For me, I'm just trying to get better. It's not about being with the ones, it's not about being with the twos, it's about getting better. This is what the spring is for, just learning the plays, getting the timing down, um, learning my receivers, what I've been on. It's not about ones and twos right now, it's about just getting better as a whole, so we're getting ready for training camp. All right, Coach, what do you think? Is there a real competition in Houston? There, there's competition, uh, but, but I do know this, and I've told every veteran this, when you bring in a rookie, a high drown pick, or draft a guy, I tell him this, don't let it be even. It should not be even. Yeah. 
If it's even, I'm going to play the rookie. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing he doesn't have that you have is experience. And the only way he gets experience is to play. So when you get a talented player as a rookie, especially quarter, any position but quarterback, if it's even, I'm going to play him. Because the veteran should be way ahead of this guy. Look at their record. 3-13-1. This team has not won a lot of football games in a long time. Yeah. I say this. He's going to be the starter. <laughs> I'm not in camp. Yeah. He's going to be the starter. I was, I was waiting for like a bold proclamation there, Herman. I agree with you. C.J. Stroud will, in fact, be the starting yeah. quarterback uh, for the Texans. There was only one player taken ahead of Stroud. That was Bryce Young, who was the Panthers' new franchise quarterback. But despite his draft status, the Panthers are playing things a bit slow here with Bryce Young. He's getting some reps in the twos. Andy Dalton is working with the starters. Take a listen to the Panthers and their young quarterback. Like we said, we gave Bryce, you know, more reps than Andy, but... Um, it's just good. It's really good for Bryce to kind of see Andy handle things the way he's handling them. And obviously Bryce has, you know, picked it up extremely fast. But it feels like it feels like we got a good plan and we're doing the right thing. There's an even example today. We were we were talking. We had the script, and uh, one of the plays was written wrong. And you know, he brought it. We brought it up to say, hey, this is supposed to be this, right? And it's like, yeah, it was supposed to be, you know, a different tag on there. Good stuff there from Dalton, but key should the Panthers start him week one, or should this should this uh, Panthers start? Excuse me, Bryce Young week one, or should this be Andy Dalton out of the gate so that Bryce has more time to learn? Yeah, yeah, Phil. I think, I think, I think he should sit a little bit, give him a little more time to learn to understand the game. I don't know where this roster and this team is at. What type of team they'll have to be able to compete in the division? I know one thing, though, man is is. You know, I don't want to be the, the bearer of bad news or whatnot, but I, I got an opportunity to stand next to Bryce Young and talk to him at the at the rookie premiere here this past week in Los Angeles. And that's the first time since high school I had a chance to see him. Man, the size alone just scares me to death. Mm. I want to see him learn, see what the NFL is all about, full speed. And I understand he played in the SEC conference. I get it. Everybody says, well, the SEC is the closest thing you get to the NFL. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. The NFL is the closest thing you get to the NFL. Sure. And so I want, to, I want him to just – I want him to, to bring him along slow. Yeah, imagine, Don't put him out there. Hey, imagine him in that 1996 suit you wore on draft, Nike. That would be a sight it, to be seen. It would be <laughs> over his oh. head. <clears throat> can, we, can we superimpose him into that suit? We'll find out. Hey, we're not done here. Anywhere close to it at NFL Live is coming up. We're still going to hear from Tua Tango Bailo, who has incorporated unique martial art training into his offseason workouts. His coach breaks down the regimen. Kind of looks like bullying. Like it's just uh, a guy being attacked and going to the ground. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We'll have game four of the Western Conference Final for you tomorrow night at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN, the ESPN Plus. The Golden Knights look to punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup over the Dallas Stars. Our coverage begins at the point, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific on ESPN2. All right, so Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins are in OTAs today. The big question mark has been the health of their quarterback. Tua Tungavailoa has started martial arts training to help his, help protect him and potentially avoid further injury. The head coach expanded on those details. Take a listen. Kind of looks like bullying. Like it's just a, a guy being attacked and going to the ground and then how to um, transfer energy to disperse it and not have a central impact focus. It's something that, you know, it makes you think, hey, why haven't we detailed this before? Just picture this. It's a lot of strategic following that is patterned after things that happened to our quarterbacks during the season. There's a bunch of different movements. I'm sure they have names. I couldn't describe them adequately. The best thing I have is, yeah, they're getting taken to the ground in the fashion they got taken to the ground in as best replicated um, in the course of their playing experience. I love the quote. I wish people could see Key's reaction during that quote. Uh, is this all going to help Tua and potentially preserve him during this season, Key? I, I think it could, depending on what we're talking about, right? We're talking about falling mm-hmm. to the ground. If, if my eyes are correct from what I saw in the past, it had nothing to do with his body part falling to the ground as much as it had his head slamming to the ground. Mm. So when you have a Quentin Williams or Von Miller coming from the backside. Unless you're doing some matrix martial arts type stuff and you got eyes in the back of your head and you could all of a sudden backflip and land on your feet and deliver the football, I don't know how this is going to prevent concussions. I just I just don't. Um, I played football for a very long time, man. This is different than knowing that Rodney Harrison or Herm Edwards at the safety spot is coming downhill when I run an in route, mm. and all of a sudden I can turn my back to them so I don't get hit in the chin. But I see them. Because you can't see Nick Bosa. You can't see some of these vicious defense alignment or blitzing corners or things of that nature. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, Key makes a great point. Look, the, the thing you realize in football, um, for the quarterback especially, You have to protect your head and you protect your throwing arm when you go to the ground. Most quarterbacks naturally do that. This is like when you were in elementary school playing tackle football in the park with no helmets on, right? You just played with street clothes. You played tackle football. Mm. And you didn't use your head. You made sure you protected your head because that's the most vulnerable part. And I get, you know, doing judo, karate, all that stuff. You got to protect your head when you hit the ground. You cannot let your head lead to the ground because bad things happen. I hope this kid can stay healthy because if he stays healthy and he can play 17 games, he's a 30-plus touchdown guy. This offense will be electric. With the players they have on offense, whoo-wee, look out. 
Yeah, and coach, you know, I appreciate the skepticism. I understand why there's a lot of people out there who might smirk or wince to be like, what are we talking about here? We got a player doing martial arts. Uh, it's not really that different than quarterbacks in the past learning how to slide from a baseball player. That, that's happened many times for quarterbacks. This a little bit more eccentric, but I, what I will say from talking to people with the Dolphins, it's also about strength. He hates this. It's also about strengthening his neck. It's also about learning to fall. I'm not saying that this is the answer, that all of a sudden he's just going to be healthy, but I also don't hate the fact that they're trying to do everything they can throughout the offseason to get him to a point where he's in the best position to succeed. I'm sorry, I called you. I get it. We're both punchable. We both are very punchable. I'm sorry. I understand. I get it. I'm glad they're doing everything to protect him. But don't sell yeah. me on the fact that it's going to stop the concussions. Mm. That's what you – because the only thing that we're it, dealing with in this situation – no, not you. I'm not saying you selling me. I'm talking about the Dolphins. Don't try to sell me that this is going to prevent the concussion situation because the only thing that we talk about in terms of his injury history, we talk about the concussions. We don't talk about the injuries at Alabama or the slight injury that he may have had early on in Miami. We talk about head injuries. When somebody is coming scot-free – and nobody is, is blocking him, that's not – I don't give a damn how you fall. Mm. It's not going to help you when your head hits the ground. And, and we're hoping this uh, is not the problem. We're, we're hoping this is not the problem, mm. that uh, during the course of games he gets concussed because we've seen that, and, and it's, it's hard to watch. And, and, yes. and look, this, this young man thought about retiring when he entered the season came. He, he, he contemplated it, right? Retiring. And I, we don't want this guy to get hurt. We don't want him to have any more concussions. And whatever it takes to prevent that, I'm all in. And if it's karate, judo, tumbling, I don't care. But I don't want to see this guy caught off the field anymore due to a concussion. It'd be a shame. Look, I, I know Key doesn't like this take. That's why he called me Dan. It's just like it you know, comes natural. But I, look, I just would say that when you look at the concussions that he suffered, it was about his neck whipping back. The Dolphins recognizing that. They, realize, they believe that if they can teach him how to fall better and strengthen his neck and his upper body, that perhaps they can help avoid this. And not I, a clear-cut answer, right. but I do appreciate that they're trying to get some. It may, it may not be a cure-all per se, Dan, but it at least is a step forward to try to help the situation, Dan? even if incremental. Yeah, yes, Dan. Your name. I, I just, I've been following Key's <laughs> lead here. Key's the guy that won number one Don't overall. Don't fall on your head. And the Don't 96 fall on your head. overall draft. All right, much more on Tua throughout the offseason. we got to keep moving here as Aaron Rodgers is fitting in seamlessly, seamlessly with his new Jets teammates. But outside of practice, Rodgers still needs to understand some of the lay of the land. Look, I'll be honest, the only jersey I, I kind of knew about besides Teterboro was Jersey Shore. And I was, I was assured that was not a proper representation of this great state. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Sunday morning, we'll have the most famous race on the F1 circuit. All the glitz and glam of the Monaco Grand Prix is on ABC for the first time. Our pre-race coverage begins 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, and the race starts at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. Pacific. Darlington and I are on a flight Saturday at noon to make it there for the race. I wish. The best story out of the Bills OTAs this week has been the return of Damar Hamlin to the practice field just about four months after he suffered cardiac arrest on the field in a game against the Bengals. His return certainly certainly a massive emotional emotional boost to the Buffalo team. It's thinking big this season. Doctors have cleared him to return. The Bills are going to continue to take this thing one step at a time. Makes all the sense in the world. Quarterback Josh Allen knows that the goals for this team are deservedly lofty. He spoke recently on how badly he wants to bring a Lombardi Trophy to Western New York. Yeah, it's an accumulation of things, uh, I think. Um, but to that point, just understanding our window. And, and I want to give everything that I have for as long as I play. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I haven't done that in the past, but there's always new ways that I can find to get better and not being complacent with what I'm doing on the field, um, understanding that there's a lot of plays that we left out there. And, and you know, statistically, you look at it where we're, we were top three, four offense in the league last year, and um, it wasn't good enough. So losing the playoffs isn't fun. I, I so ba badly want to bring a Super Bowl here to Buffalo, and I just don't want anything to get in the way of allowing me to be the best quarterback that I can be for this team. Plenty of good with Josh Allen, but he did lead the NFL in turnovers last year, and it wasn't just forcing it in blowouts. A lot came in critical moments. Over the last three years, he's had 36 turnovers in one-score games. That's six more than any other quarterback. He had four turnovers in two playoff games last year. So, Coach, if there's a problem, and I use air quotes when I say that with Josh Allen, it appears to be these turnovers in critical moments. Is that fixable, and if so, how? Well, you got to take some of it out of his hand. In other words, you know, they allow him to play a little bit um, off the script, uh, his ability to throw the ball anywhere on the field. But I think they've got to tailor it and be more demanding of him when he crosses the 50-yard line and he gets to the plus 40 because now you're in scoring position. You cannot turn the ball over there. You, it's, it, it's, a, you're, it's a must. You can't do it because you're going to give up points. And, and that's the critical part. He's got a lot of turnovers in the plus territory, the plus 30 in, where you have points on the board if you just don't turn it over. Even a field goal gives you points. With that being said, you know, you got to understand, you know, he's the kind of guy where you go, oh, no, oh, no, oh, yeah. But the problem is when he turns it over in the red zone, that's points off the board. And, and when you look at them, a lot of close games that they lost, it was the turnovers. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're, you're right, Herm, in terms of the turnovers. They've got to fix that. And I think a second year in a row in Ken Dorsey's so system, even though it's Brian Dable's system that he took over for, it certainly could help Josh Allen mm. understand how to do things differently. Late in games, he was problematic at turning the football over. But they got to run the football well, too. You can't depend on him to do everything. Mm -hmm. You've got to get some help in the running game. And if they can do that and play a solid and sound defense, even though Leslie Frazier isn't there calling defense anymore, I think they'll have an opportunity to make some noise within the division. I'm not one of those guys, baby face, that all of a sudden just decides that the Buffalo Bills are the cream of the crop in the division. Yeah, I, I do sense, though, and I'll be picking Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP of this league for the next 10 years, no matter what. But I still sense that we're going to see something from Josh Allen based on what I've heard from people I've talked to 
that we're going to see a focus from him this year that puts him squarely in that MVP conversation. I know that's not that bold of a statement. Of course, Josh Allen will be in that conversation. I just think that we're going to see him ascend to a different level this year from the focus that he has. He seems to be aware of how he needs to make changes. He seems to understand how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. Very clearly it's not. But I do think Josh Allen could be on the cusp of his best year of his career. Picking Mahomes every year for the next day. That's so boring. I mean, it's probably yes. right, but it's boring, yeah. Jeff. Just I call would... it the Patrick Mahomes Award. Fair enough. Well, give it to somebody it else. Might, it might one day be renamed after him. All right, let's go to New Orleans and hear from Derek Carr, who, of course, about to be in his first season with the team. He was released by the Raiders earlier this offseason. Sure sounds like he's enjoying his new role so far. I've just been a fly on the wall. You know, uh, you know, being encouraging and being a leader and doing those things when I need to be and saying something when I need to say something. But I've honestly just enjoyed my time just getting to be me again. And, uh, you know, I think um, being in this building has been a, you know, it's been a, you know, it's rejuvenated me. You know, it's been a breath of fresh air for me. You know, I never wanted to leave Las Vegas. Never wanted to. But when I walked in this building after the last couple of months, I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm here. All right, Keith, so is Derek, Cuff and, uh, Derek Carr enough to turn around the Saints after a 7-10 season last year? I think so. I think he's enough to get him into the playoffs. I got him winning the division because when I look at the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still need to figure out their quarterback situation. We talk about Carolina and we know what Atlanta's all about. But I do think Michael Thomas staying healthy, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara. So you got weapons on the offensive side. Lattimore in the secondary along with Honey Badger off the edge, Cam Jordan. So you got pieces in play. Okay, they didn't get run out of, build out of the building last year with half of a team. They were in a lot of the fights. In the end, they didn't win enough games, but they were there to the end of the season with half the roster. So I think that they got one in Derek Carr. And I know a lot of people look at his nine-year tender at, with the Raiders and say, well, he's not a guy who can elevate his team. I'm not ready to say that yet. Plus, of course, they do have that wide receiver, Michael Thomas, who's got some great lineage being the nephew, of course, of Keith. Uh, so yesterday up in New York, Aaron Rodgers made his OTA debut in front of the media. The headline was probably the fact that he was only able to take part in part of it because he tweaked a calf injury. But I think more importantly, he shared some interesting thoughts on a certain region of the state and a TV show, by the way. I was walking out to practice today and we, you know, the media is here always doing little videos and different things and the video was some do your best Jersey Shore impression and and I just I just kind of laughed to it and then CJ Uzama was walking next to me and he said he never watched the show I said well, how can you not watch the show one of the greatest shows back when MTV used to actually you know have content on it it's phenomenal well you know who else loves the Jersey Shore key or your thoughts you know what let me let me just your thoughts on the Jersey Shore because I know someone who likes the Jersey Shore Seriously, Jeff? Out there. I thought I had Jeff. that one. You know, that's private. That's private. What? What? No. You talked about my nothing, suit, Jeff. You, you look like Jersey leader, nothing Shore. Is private. I'm from New Jersey. What? I'm born yeah, in but, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Really? But you don't have to dress like that. Yeah. I didn't know. I that. know. I actually see. I don't tell people I'm from. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I'm, I tell people I'm from Florida. Were you Fonzie? Were you trying like, to be Fonzie? If I'm talking to Bill Parcells. I'll be like, I'm from New Jersey. Otherwise, Jeff, can we get a fist bump on the way out here, Jeff? This is so, good so, stuff. I didn't so, know this about so you. So, Jeff, why don't you just get some three flowers <laughs> grease and just put your hair back now? Oh, he will. Don't worry, Keith. We got, we got one block left. Don't worry. We'll have that during the commercial break. Uh, we'll talk potentially about no Jeff's hair product in the next 
few minutes here, but we are, all, we are also <laughs> going to talk about the Chiefs because they want to lift the Lombardi Trophy for the second straight season, the third time in five years. But with a change in offensive coordinator, Patrick Mahomes detailed the dif details a difficult road ahead. Obviously, EB will be missed. Uh, I mean, the way he was able to take us and lead us to the, the offense that we've had these last few years, so he'll definitely be missed. Lights are the brightest and the cameras is on. He gonna show up every time. We flying around, we taking lights, we dominate. Yeah, the nickname Showtime Mahomes uh, came from uh, my godfather and my dad when I was playing t-ball and make diving plays uh, around the field. So uh, that kind of was where it started at, and I've tried to just carry that tradition on. Mahomes magic. Patrick Mahomes is incredible today. Showtime. It's Showtime because he shows up all the time. He's called Showtime Mahomes because he's always been on the show when it's time. Mahomes magic, a play that only Patrick makes. Turn on the tape, watch every Sunday, man. It's been showtime for all of Chiefs country as Kansas City has won seven straight division titles, had the longest active streak in the league. ESPN Analytics projects the Chiefs for a league best 10.7 wins this season. They have an edge over the Chargers, second in the division, with both the Broncos and the Raiders projected below 500. Patrick Mahomes spoke for the first time at OTAs today. Here's what he said about some of the changes to the Chiefs offense. Obviously, EB will be missed. I mean, the way he was able to take us and lead us to the, the offense that we've had these last few years. So he'll definitely be missed, but I'm glad that it's someone that I'm comfortable with, someone that I've, I've worked with before. And I think the guys are starting to learn on how he wants things done. We're deep. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, usually you have a good feel for kind of who, who the guys are going to be and everything like that. But with this group, it's like every single guy, you're like, I can see him making a path to making the team. Um, and so, I mean, that's what you want. You want that competition. Um, I thought even the young guys that have stepped in have stepped in and done a lot of great things, and guys from other systems that have stepped in and done great things. So um, a lot of competition in that room. It will play out throughout OTAs and camp, but uh, I'm happy with where we're at in that, in that receiving room. All right, so we are currently in the longest streak ever without a back-to-back -back champion in the NFL. 18 years since the Patriots did it back in 2003 and 2004. So, Key, I'll ask you, it's a steep challenge for the Chiefs because history tells us it is. But what is the specific biggest challenge for them this year to become repeat champions? Well, I think it's that room that Patrick Mahomes talked about. It's the receiver room, right? And Eric Bieniemy will be missed, and he did a lot with this offense, even though at times he didn't necessarily get the credit for it. When you look at Patrick Mahomes and the turnover at the receiver position, since Tyreek Hill has left, there's no Juju Smith-Schuster. Can Sky Moore all of a sudden become a guy? Okay, is he somebody that you look at and you go, okay, he can be a frontline guy. Rasheed Rice that they drafted out of SMU. By the way, babyface, Patrick Mahomes worked out with Rasheed Rice for months prior to the Kansas City Chiefs drafting him. So they have already a little bit of chemistry going into these mini camps. So when you look at it, Kelsey's there, but can the receivers grow up? Can these young receivers grow up and take over like we've seen them do in the past? Yeah, Key makes uh, he, he, he Key makes some great points. I, I will look at it this way from a coaching standpoint of it. Remember, this team has to understand this. They, they, they have some young players at different positions. Every week, you're somebody's big game. You're, you're, you're the hunted now. Everybody is going to play good against the Chiefs mm. because they know they're the world's champion. Yeah. And, and that's what you got to understand.
And these players have to understand, you're going to get your opponent's best game every week. That's 17 games. People are going to be up to play you, to try to beat you. And that's what you got to guard against. You can't have a letdown because you're good enough. You're talented enough to go right back to where you went last year. But the problem is, can you keep your energy level up week in and week out? Yeah, they are certainly going to be the hunted this season. So, key, according to ESPN's FPI, the Chiefs have a 56% chance to win the AFC West. What's your percent chance that they win the AFC West this year? 65 for 65%. 65%. There it is. Mark it down. Stamp it on the Keyshawn analytics. Of course, the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, brother to Jason Kelsey, which got, got us thinking about how it is today, National Brothers Day. And hello, Taylor Yates, my older brother. Great man. Uh, Jeff, trivia time. There are nine. How many sets of brothers are there in the NFL this past season? Uh oh, you're seeing the number. Just take a guess. <laughs> Oh, that's the number? 19 sets of brothers. What a terrible trivia question. Wow, that's oh, a lot. Poor execution by me. Yes, but, uh, I, I would have not said 19 sets. I would have said like three or four. I mean, that's crazy. Three or four. I mean, that's a massive number right there. Who's the best? I got to figure the Kelsey's take the yeah. cake there. Uh, but 19 separate sets of brothers in the NFL last season. NFL Live is back tomorrow for Herm and Key and Dan slash Jeff. I'm feeling to see you guys tomorrow. All right, Danny.